is the 77 WABC minicast. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, I know you're joining us, too. Uh, what, what do you make of all these massive protests and what Judge Weinberg just talked about? Rashida Tlaib uh, is out there over the weekend blasting the president and inspiring. It looks like it, there were tens of thousands of people protesting outside the White House this weekend. And, and she was proclaiming Palestine will be free from the river to the sea. She said that's only aspirational. What does it mean, aspirational? Hitler's goal to get rid of all the Jews was only aspirational. It was German for the Germans, wasn't it, Alan? Until he did it, yeah. And, you know, these signs, clean the world of Jews, comes right out of Nazism. These are Hitler's youth. These are people marching today, but tomorrow they'll be joining the terrorists who are attacking your schools, your institutions. If it's not stopped, that's coming to a theater near you. Israel is the small devil. America is the big devil. Scratch these people a little bit, and you'll find virulent anti-Americanism in them, including in members of the squad in Congress. And I have to tell you again, I will support financially and campaign for any Republican who votes against any, runs against any member of the squad. That's the way to defeat them at the, at the polls. Everybody should vote tomorrow, and a year from now, maybe we'll see some opposition to these uh, anti-American, anti-Semitic, anti-Israel fools. Professor, this is Rudy Washington. Uh, you know, when you when you go into Congress, you swear an oath to the Constitution and to America. I think when we get away from this moment, we should have a serious discussion about what that means and who can serve. I mean, because I'm conflicted now when I see people who openly hate America, uh, hate our capitalist system, uh, you know, spew hate toward Israel and any other country. I'm conflicted about them, that individual no, or those individuals. You, you know, the, the other myth, somehow Israel is only fighting Hamas, not the people of Gaza, is just false. The vast majority of the people of Gaza strongly support Hamas. Many of them support them materially. And there's also a statute in the United States which makes it a crime for anyone to lend to lend material support to Hamas. Hamas is a designated terrorist organization. That includes giving advice. It includes giving money. I don't know whether it includes the stepdaughter of the vice president of the United States. We'll have to find out more against the Gaza charity that she contributes to and has raised millions of dollars for to find out whether that money is really going to Hamas, because anything that goes into the Gaza Strip ends up in the pockets of Hamas leaders. We now know that six Hamas leaders are worth over a billion dollars with bank accounts in Qatar and Turkey and other places. So, you know, the idea that you can contribute to Gaza without contributing materially to a terrorist organization is is a real, real question. But, you know, I worry about I worry about the future of America more than I do about Israel. Israel will be able to defend itself. I worry about the future of a country whose students are engaged in these kinds of demonstrations. Yeah, they have a free speech right. So did the Nazis who marched through Skokie. That doesn't mean we have to agree with their free speech. And universities have a major role to play. I don't know if you saw Bill Ackerman, the billionaire who went yep. to Harvard, has written this brilliant letter. Yeah, the one dollar pledge. He's saying he's only yeah. going to he's getting them all to donate one dollar. I want to bring in um, John Katsimatidis. John, you know, it is so it is stunning to see 
uh, colleges and teachers galvanizing. And and here's Bill Ackerman saying he's pulling the money. He's going to give one dollar, I think, and asking everybody only to give a dollar until these colleges change their ways, John. I think I'm giving a half dollar. I say I say a dollar is too much. Doing the right thing, guys, because the fact is that uh, when did these colleges do these things? Colleges are supposed to be open minded. Both sides of the story have to be told and let each student make up their own decision. Well, that and stopped that's a long time ago. It's always been. Uh, sure. but, no. it was, but it, it was, it's finally, it's good that we're finally putting our foot down. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. I, Professor Dershowitz, your thoughts? I, I agree with John, what putting the foot the down. First step, the first step has to be to abolish diversity, equity, and inclusion programs and to abolish race-based education and ethnic departments, these are the hotbeds of anti-Semitism. Harvard, Yale, all those schools are hiring bureaucracies of anti-Semites, putting them into these programs of equity, inclusion, and and, uh, whatever the rest of it is. It's nonsense. And, And by the way, the diversity, equity, and inclusion explicitly excludes Jews. They're not supposed to be included. It also excludes uh, Asian Americans. It's only for African Americans and other designated privileged minorities. And um, it's affected the curriculum. It's affected the faculty. It's affected who's selected as presidents of universities today. Universities are self-destructing. They are destroying themselves. And we have to do something about it. We care about universities. I'm not giving a dollar to Harvard or to Yale or to uh, uh, to uh, any of these schools. I'm going to wait to see what schools have the courage to stand up against this. It doesn't mean you have to censor them. It means you have to answer them. The president of Harvard will not say that the 32 student groups that blamed the rapes and the beheadings on Jews and Israel, she won't say that they're wrong. She can say they have a right to express themselves, but she can also add that they're wrong in what they're saying, but she won't do it. Absolutely. By the way, uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz, we also have John Katsimatidis, too, who is remote in South Carolina, as you heard. I want to make sure I ask both of you guys about the other big news today. President Trump uh-huh. was on yeah. the stand in New York, and boy, did it get contentious uh, yeah. between the judge, Judge Engeron, who you know, Judge Weinberg. I, do. I know him well. uh, he, he would not let him speak. He starts talking, and he said, uh, we don't need a political stump speech. Could you, you know, I just want a yes or no answer. Uh, he judge- also wouldn't let them file motions. He said, we're not going to let you file motions. He finally backed away on that. Yeah. Look, this is so obvious. This is a political trial. And, and the attorney general of New York proved it by her own actions today. The fact of the matter is, uh, Justice Ngoran could easily let him say whatever he wanted to say because it's a bench trial and he could take the testimony for whatever it's worth, Alan. He sure. Did, sure. There's no reason to cut him off other than to have an agenda to cut him off. Yeah, and he said, I, I don't want to hear a political stump speech. Then Alina Haba, his attorney, comes in and says, he's allowed to speak. He is on the stand. He is testifying and is, you know, to defend himself. And then he scolded her. It just seems so transparent. Uh, and, well, and to me, course. it seemed un-American. I use the phrase that seemed like a Soviet trial. And the judge forgot one word. When he testifies, he testifies to do and give the whole truth, not just a version of the truth, the whole truth. And the whole truth should permit him to say what he wants to say. As you say, particularly in a bench trial, the judge can say, I ignore that. I don't believe it. I disregard it. 
But the whole truth means, I mean, they say, oh, he didn't answer yes or no questions. Nobody should ever answer yes or no questions on the stand. The best answer to a yes or no question is, Your Honor, I'm sorry, I cannot give a truthful, whole truth answer, yes or no, to that question. I have to elaborate and explain. And judges generally understand that. Some don't. Some are reversed on appeal when they don't. But this is such a political trial. It's so obvious. And again, we hear the attorney general giving a press statement before he takes the witness stand, criticizing him in anticipation of him taking the witness stand, and then ask the television camera to focus on her rather than on him. Uh, I mean, what the heck is she doing? Uh, professor, you know, my my frustration with the legal system goes back to Trump being impeached because I was pissed off that the Supreme Court had not opined and stepped in and said, wait a minute, you know, you're violating everybody's rights here. You're not giving a a fair and fruitful uh, argument for the president. Uh, What was it, a two-day trial? And they impeached him and everybody's silent. And then you get the FBI going in front of the FISA court and Mm -hmm. proving to— have forced search warrants and Roberts don't call them out. He's he's the judge that was supposed to do that and hold them in contempt and nothing happened. I agree. And that's why, look, the last two books I wrote, one, Get Trump, pretty relevant. And the other, The War Against the Jews, that's coming out in a few weeks. Very relevant. Uh, I'm going to keep writing. I thought I was going to retire, but the world won't let me. There are so many injustices <laughs> going on today. That I have to keep writing. I don't know what my next book will be. And I just wake up every morning saying, oh, my God, what other disasters will strike this country that I have to write about? Let me bring in John Katzmatidis. John, your thoughts. It's strictly political. And, and it's very, very sad that we have to go through this whole charade. And uh, look, it's just the American people have to realize that, you know, enough is enough. And let the election decide who's the winner and who who's the loser. Yeah, it just seems so transparent. I agree, John. I mean, to not let the former president of the United States, President Trump, uh, leading candidate on the GOP side to speak. It just seemed it there was something it just seemed so un-American. It seemed so unseemly. At his trial, too. Yeah, at his trial, where he's defending himself. She finally gets him on the stand. You know, she's been trying for this. And wow. Uh, thank you so much, Professor Alan Dershowitz. We love having you on. And John, can you stick with us for a little bit? I'll be on. Thank you. Oh, awesome. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.